this happened once before when I came to your door no reply they said it wasn't you but I saw you peep through your window I saw the light I saw the light and I know you saw me cause I looked up to see your face that's such a strange little chord change there that I saw the light light I saw the light to that A major 7 it's beautiful and I know that you saw me cause I looked up to see your face I wanted to read something from the Paris Review which is a lovely magazine it's been published for I don't know what the 40s 50s I think the CIA underwrote it for a while back when the CIA was co-opting <laughs> Uh, the, the intellectual uh, culture culture people, you know, the abstract expressionists and strange world. But this is a uh, an excerpt from uh, a diary of uh, by a poet named Ted Berrigan, and uh, it's an interesting glimpse into uh, that time. I don't know him, but. Uh, so he's talking about going to Chicago to see uh, Allen Ginsberg uh, read, and uh, and then uh, you know some this and that. But the uh, I guess he was taking Dazoxin also. He mentions that in there, his speed, and that's some intense stuff. But anyway, so third day. It's from uh, an ex- a thing called the Chicago Report. Again, this was sort of a journal, sort of a letter to someone. Sunday afternoon, I wake up at 3, tired but feeling good. Smoke some Chesterfields, turn on the TV. Detroit is playing Baltimore. The motel restaurant is too expensive. So we pack up our things, smoke the last of the pot, and check out. Taxi to the bus station put our things in the, a big locker, dig in the streets, dig the Picasso sculpture, dig Wimpy's where we dig the cheeseburgers. Henry says, they have Wimpy's in Paris and London. I saw them. Then we dig the streets some more, dig the people, dig the postcard scene. Then into another taxi and off to Paul Carroll's. We debate whether or not to take the acid now, before dinner or after dinner. After. Okay. At Paul's, Henry kisses the hostess, and we have a delicious dinner with fellow guest Jim Tate, the Yale Younger Poet for 1967, and Dennis Schmitz, the Big Table Prize Poet for 1969. Dennis Schmitz has the flu and can't eat. Paul Carroll is warm and friendly in his inimitable manner, and I kind of have a good time. His apartment is nice, roomy, 
with lots of painting paintings and photos and books and green plants and light. His wife is terrific, I finally decide. Jim Tate I like, but could easily not. So dinner gets finished, and it's off to the University of Chicago to hear the two poets of dinner read. Henry and I secretly decide to take the acid. We do. Paul introduces the poets. They read. Tate isn't bad, but not that good. He's wild, okay, but wild academic, which is only mildly interesting. Dennis Schmitz is okay, but his poetry is boring. We wait for the acid to hit us, and I the girls. I think of Tony Walters. There is only one beautiful girl, a soft blonde girl with a purple dress. The reading gets over, and we start for a party. We will have to leave soon to catch the 12.30 bus to Iowa City. The acid hits, totally freaked out but maintaining a calm exterior. I enter the little apartment where the party is. Woolworth's furniture, no interesting paintings, everybody shy, not too many people, wine. I have some wine and bread, sit in a chair, big easy chair, smoke a Chesterfield. Henry heads straight for the beautiful girl in the purple dress. I lose track of him. I am suspended between an acid trip and a party. I drop the burning end of my cigarette into the depths of the chair. I try to put it out. I think I succeed, but just in case I move over to the couch. Hundreds of hours pass. Henry and the girl disappear. I drink some wine. Most of the people have gone into other rooms. A young kinky blonde girl about 17 comes and talks to me. I mention Korea. She says, I wasn't even born then. I say, terrific. I notice people are carrying cups of water over and pouring them onto the chair. Very interesting. It seems to be smoldering. (laughs) I hear someone say, don't know how it happened. I forget it. Paul Carroll comes over and says, ride downtown? I say, what time? He says, 11.45. I say, okay. Then I say to Jim Tate, tell Henry, bus. He says, okay. We go. The ride downtown is sensational. I take millions of rich, warm side trips. Uh, It's funny how he's describing an acid trip. It's actually quite accurate in a way. Distant memory for me now, but bringing it back after years we get back to the bus station and have the irish goodbye scene i can hardly keep from bursting out laughing then into the bus station inside it's horrible i shudder and begin to feel a little sick a little lost a little scared a little crazy in my back pocket are postcards i think mail it takes me hours to get the stamps but i do lick them and go outside and mail the cards. Then I know I am a great, competent guy, just a soldier, on leave in a strange city, like lots of other times and nothing to fear. But Chicago faces are ugly. I cross the street outside the bus station in the rain and go to contemplate the Picasso sculpture. By now I am tired, though I wasn't then. So I will not go into the incredible things I had happen in my art brain there. Then back to the bus station. Henry arrives, zonked but happy to see me. We buy tickets and have 15 cents left. Get bags, get on bus. Long, interesting, mild and thoughtful bus trip to Iowa City. 
to arrive at 6 a.m. Monday morning, disturbed only once pleasantly when Henry got off the bus and bought us M&Ms. Iowa City, I get off. I shake hands with Henry, say, see you later. I'm going home. He grins and says, see you. I'm going into the bus station, and this beautiful girl I met on the bus here is going to buy me coffee. See you. Love, comma, Ted. So, there you have it. The 60s in the Midwest. Poets. Acid. And jug wine. This is Knox, right in the wild bubble, with you, forever. <laughs>